Hello, and welcome to the Let's Talk Attachments podcast. My name is Jessica De Silva, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and an attachment coach helping adults end their unhealthy dating patterns and create stronger, secure relationships. Attachment theory gives us insight into how we currently experience love through understanding our earlier attachment dynamics. I created this podcast as a safe space to share stories and insights on different aspects aspects of attachment so that you can better understand how this manifests in your own life. My only request is that you listen with an open heart and an open mind. So without further ado, let's get into it. So today on the podcast, we have Alicia. Alicia is a former attachment coaching client of mine, and she was courageous enough to come onto the podcast and share her experience with you guys with, you know, having an anxious attachment style, really learning how to let go of control, prioritizing herself and her needs, healing from heartache and abandonment trauma, and really just understanding how her attachment style impacts so many significant areas of her life. Um, I love these episodes because you can really see in real time what this process of shifting our attachment style looks like and know that it's possible, right, to navigate our insecurities and our challenges in healthier ways. It is possible to feel and do better, which is what we all innately desire. And for those of you listening today, um, I'm extending my Black Friday sale for the My Secure Self eCourse. This is a self-study eCourse teaching you my favorite tools for overcoming your insecure attachment patterns and really just learning how to embody your secure self, which is what I always talk about in these episodes. So if you resonate with my work, you resonate with these episodes, you will love this eight-week guide. And today only, you get $300 off um, by using the coupon code FLASHSALE all caps, and I'm going to put the link and the coupon code in my show notes. All right, let's get into the episode. Thank you, Alicia, for coming onto the podcast. I am really excited about this episode because to me, it's kind of like a full circle moment of, Mm -hmm. you know, working together for eight weeks with the attachment coaching and then you know, you coming on here and kind of just sharing your experience and a little bit of your wisdom that you gathered, you know, through that journey. So, um, yeah, thanks for being here and thanks for coming on. I know it could be nerve wracking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks for having me. I, I, I'm very honored. Thank you. So I, I always like to start with, um, you know, what, what has attachment, uh, oh my God, Jessica, what has attachment theory taught you? Like what kind of benefits have you gotten from this experience with just learning about attachment theory, learning about your attachment style? Tell me a little bit about that. I think learning about it um, has been very overwhelming for me. Uh, You gave me a lot of tools to work with and I know I, I have the tools, but it's a matter of being able to utilize those tools in the situations when we get triggered, you know, I could, you know, I could say, oh, I need to do this, but actually putting it, you know, into use is another thing. So, I mean, what it means to me is just that, you know, it's 
definitely made me more secure with who I am. Um, it's It's been a very long journey for me. And um, I feel very honored and, and grateful that you came into my life. And um, I think it, it just, this is the way it happened. You know, it happened organically. Um, but I, I just think it, it changed my life, you know, uh, because I'm, I, I know myself and there was always that thing, you know, you hear, oh, I know who I am. Um, I do understand that like wholeheartedly, like I know who I am. I'm, you know, I'm learning so much about Alicia and how I operate, how I think, and more importantly, why I think like that and why I react, you know, um, to certain things and why I'm triggered by them. And, you know, that was a really big thing for me because I, I think my entire life, I mean, I've always known I've had, you know, like abandonment issues, but it's one of those things where you're like, yes, I have abandonment issues, but not understanding how they are playing out in all my relationships, whether it's with, you know, uh, you know, my partner or with my kids, with my friends, with my boss at work. I mean, understanding who I am and why I operate the way I do, I mean, is just amazing. And the clarity it gave me is, you know, I'm, it's, I'm can't even, you know, thank you enough on what it's done for me, the shift in my life that, you know, that it has brought. That's so amazing to hear. Cause often, it, you know, there's like these mixed messages where some people are, you know, they say, I really don't like labeling myself. I really don't like categorizing myself in this, in this certain area. Right. But with a lot of other people, it's, it gives us, it makes us feel like we are not alone in our experience. It's how it helps us understand like, wow, you know, these behaviors are coming from these specific roots, right? Mm -hmm. So there's obviously different schools of thought, different perceptions that we can take on this matter. But I always love asking this question because um, it's, yeah, I like to hear people's perspectives on, you know, how attachment theory has really helped them. And um, anywho's, I'm glad that you learned this and I'm glad that you are, you know, implementing it into your life and, and finding direction with all of this. Um, but I'm curious if you don't mind sharing, uh, with us, Alicia, sure. what were some of the challenges that you noticed that you were like, okay, wait a second, this is obviously affecting my relationships. It's affecting me. Um, and I want to do something about it. What were some of those challenges that you faced with your, and by the way, attack, anxious attachment, you guys, this is <laughs> present. <laughs> okay. yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't mind sharing with us, what were some of those challenges for you? I, I think it was just putting them into practice, you know, and, and, you know, on the day-to-day -day basis, because, you know, I am triggered daily, you know, and I think, you know, just, being able to identify them and, um, and executing, you know, like a good response. And that to me is, you know, like one of my challenges, like I struggle with that every single day. And the other thing that I struggle with is that you taught me is like checking in with myself. Like, I, what, what is that? <laughs> you know, 
I was like, I don't think I've ever checked in with myself. And I mean, a lot of that has to do with, you know, also being a woman, being, you know, Mexican, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's cultural too. Like we are not taught that as, as kids. So when you had, when you told me like, you know, what are you feeling? Check in with yourself. I was like, uh, I can't, <laughs> like, it was really hard to do that, but you know, I've been doing it, you know, like if I need more sleep, I'm like, what does Alicia need right now? I need more sleep. And if it's possible, then I give that to myself. Um, and when it's not feasible, you know, whatever it is that I need, then I try to, you know, um, make a note of it and maybe give that to myself later, you know, when I can do it. But that has been really hard for me to do is just the the whole check-in thing, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's so true. I mean, especially for those who kind of fall on the anxious spectrum. Um, I mean, me with having fearful avoidant, definitely leaning more towards anxious, we don't prioritize ourselves. We're so disconnected from ourselves that, you know, when I share this exercise of, okay, check in with your feelings, what are you needing? It's like, what? What am I needing? I don't know. What mm -hmm. am I feeling? I'm not sure. It's like this new language that you're learning. Absolutely. And I think one of the, also the biggest challenges is, you know, dealing or trying to, to put those skills into action, but more so in a relationship, like um, dealing with my daughter's, you know, um, dad, uh, that's been hard because, you know, our whole relationship was um, nothing but triggering one another, you know, and, and just kind of understanding all of that, you know, as a whole, um, has just been like a, a big eye opener, you know, um, when him and I broke up, um, I, you know, was like grasping, <laughs> for any little hope, you know, to, to try and make the relationship work and being, you know, um, an anxious person, um, and an empath, <laughs> I was trying to exhaust every resource to make our relationship work. And my ex-husband <laughs> told me, you know, and they say, you should read up on attachment. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know, so I did. And when I started reading on it, like all these, like everything made sense to me. Like I understood it thoroughly and I understood his attachment and I understood my attachment and I understood like how we gravitate towards each other. And I realized like, it was like the Holy grail to me. Like I was like, oh my God, I have this, I'm armed with this information that is life-changing. This is the issue. This is the problem. We can fix this. And, you know, and I was willing to, you know, work, you know, he betrayed me. So I was willing to put that, you know, um, not on the back burner, but I was willing to deal with it. It wasn't like a, a, a total deal breaker to me because I felt our entire relationship we just misunderstood each other. And we each came into the relationship with a set of core wounds and triggers that left us vulnerable and prone to getting hurt by each other. 
in a similar way, we were hurt by our attachment figures, right? Like our parents or the caregiver that raised us, you know, um, our wounds and trauma were reactivated um, during stressful, you know, critical moments in our relationships. Um, in retrospect, you know, these moments could have been an opportunity for healing rather than blaming each other or, you know, for having, you know, painful feelings. So when I realized all this, you know, I was, I had so much hope, you know, because knowing about attachment and, and knowing about your attachment type, I mean, they are so important. They are truly the blueprint to our relationships. I mean, that's what I feel, you know, they're essential, you know, to understanding your partner um, and, um, and how, you know, we experience love and show up in our relationships. Um, you know, it determines, you know, how we connect, how we love, how we communicate, how we relate, um, how we deal with conflict, how we recover, how quickly we recover, how we react and respond, how we feel about sex or romantic in intimacy, um, you know, and it even impacts, you know, the partner we choose. And that is like really deep in my mind. So understanding like the energy that I had that attracted him or any other failed relationship, right? Um, I mean, I, I thought, you know, that gave me so much clarity, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that really, you know, um, understanding him and understanding my own attachment allowed me to show compassion for him and to show compassion for myself. And, you know, and during that time, I mean, we, we were oddly enough able to communicate and connect and, you know, we were able to see each other's pain. Mm -hmm. I mean, but in a way that we have ne never seen it before. So, you know, and I think the other thing that I realized is, um, we were operating, you know, from, from like the wounded ch child in us, yeah. and, you know, every pretty, I want to say pretty much every response, every reaction that we gave each other was from our, our inner child, the wounded inner child. And, you know, I was determined to heal the inner child in me. And, um, um, so knowing this information, you know, I gave it to him and I thought that was like the fix all, but, um, you know, he wasn't willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can't make somebody want to heal, you know, so that's some, you know, sometimes people aren't ready. Um, and you have to respect that as much as it, um, as much as it hurts, you know? So I went about, I did me, you know, and, I was in a, in a position that I had never been in before in my life. Like um, the end of our relationship was like, it was like death to me. Like I literally felt like I was going to die from the pain. Like it just hurt so bad. And I, he, he left me like just so vulnerable and broken. And, um, and I had never been that way before. Uh, even from past breakups. So 
And I know that like he was responsible for it, but ultimately it was my core wound of abandonment that got me to that place, not really dealing with it a long time ago. If I had a secure attachment, would that relationship, you know, the breakup, would would it have hurt? Of course. But would it have, you know, affected me to the, to where it did, you know, like I, I was like, I couldn't do anything. I was in so much grief, you know, it was paralyzing. And um, so I really didn't feel at that point, like I had any other choice. It was like staring me in my face, you know, like literally like, what are you going to do, Alicia? Are you going to continue these old habits and these old patterns? Or are you going to, you know, try and fix them, you know, and understand them so you don't keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again? And, you know, that's when I decided, you know, like, I I just, I came across you by accident, (laughs) you know? Um, Well, I don't want to say by accident because I feel like it was meant to be. I feel like I had, I was in so much pain that like I prayed all the time, like, you know, I just wanted relief. And when I came across your website, I started listening to all your podcasts and stuff. And I, I, everything you said resonated with me, everything. Mm -hmm. And it like struck me to my core. Mm -hmm. So I knew this was my path and I knew that this was part of my journey. So I jumped in and I, you know, I never look back. I'm not looking back. You know, um, I, I'm scared. I'm scared to death, you know, of what the future holds. Um, but I'm not going to allow my fear to, you know, stop me from being healthy and, and healing myself. Um, I know that healing myself is going to um, make me a better person, uh, make me a better mother to my kids, a friend, you know, partner, you know, um, just overall. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's been a, an amazing journey, um, but it also has been painful, but I don't think I would have it any other way, to be honest. Yeah, I'm right where I need to be. You are so beautiful. <laughs> you just said so many beautiful things. Um, wow. And I love that you said, yes, this journey has been really difficult. And you're right. Taking responsibility for our lives is challenging. It really, really is because we're acknowledging that, okay, I am the common denominator, right? I am that, I am the denominator to all the relationships to everything that comes into my life. And though, you know, people come into our life, it's because, you know, people often talk about, well, why do I attract certain people? The thing is, we're going to be attracting all types of people, right? There's going to be all types of people that we're going to be attracting for whatever reason, but it's more so, why do I stay in certain Mm. relationships? Right. Right. Um, so that's when we can kind of understand, all right, what am I tolerating? Why am I tolerating this? Right. What are the triggers that are coming up for me? Why am I behaving in certain ways? And I keep behaving in these certain ways. So it's, 
you know, and people, you know, because often they're like, well, I, I want to stop attracting avoidance. I want to stop attracting these toxic people. Well, people are just going to come into your life. You're going to meet a lot of different types of people. You're going to go on a lot of different types of dates. Um, but it's more so what you entertain and where that's coming from. So hopefully this information has in just learning about your attachment style and what your needs are, right. And what's really important for you can help you moving forward in terms of just filtering these people out of your life. So you can find people that actually are healthy and, you know, will fulfill you in different ways. Um, yeah, I realized too that like, um, cause I, the question, you know, Nick and I were together for 10, 11 years and I realized, you know, cause therapists have asked me, and I think you might have asked me as well as like, why did you stay? You know? And I was like, well, because I love him, you know, and I do, and I did. Um, but I think two things happen is that I I do love him, but I think I was also maybe more in love with the person that I thought he could be. Mm. I would see glimmers of hope. Oh my God, he's doing this. Or, oh my God, he gave me affection or, oh my God, he, you know, he did this to me. And so I, I, I seen that he could be that person. Um, the other reason I feel I stayed too was that, the relationship was so familiar. Like it's the way I grew up. Yes. He treated me like my parents did, right? Like I literally, you know, like thinking back to my childhood, like I literally had to turn myself inside out to be seen by my parents only to not really be seen. And that's what I did in the relationship. I constantly turned myself inside out and he never saw me. He, he, you know, was scared of, you know, commitment, scared of his own feelings of my feelings. I have very big feelings and, you know, that scared him. Um, and I, I needed somebody to understand me and love me. And I would do anything to get that love, even if it meant, me putting my needs on the back burner. I didn't want him to leave me because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be abandoned yet again. And I would do anything to prevent that from happening, happening, even if at the cost of my own happiness. Um, and that was a, another big eye opener, you know, connecting the dots to my parents, you know, I'm, you know, that's like a whole other set of issues somewhere somewhat on its own but um you know that the understanding that piece of it just made sense like you yeah. know it's like putting a, a puzzle together you know like oh there's that missing piece that was you know lost you know there it was and you, you just put it in and it's like oh I get it you know click 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 that's why I did that that's what you know so it's just there's just so much to know and I believe that um, this journey, I'm never going to be done with it. And I'm okay with that. I'm I'm work in progress. And um, I think that, you know, I'm never going to stop growing. And, and I think that there are going to be times in my life where, you know, I'm, I'm for the most part, I'm, I have an, a secure and attachment, but 
I think that it's going to be a constant, like, you know, awareness, like, okay, why is this happening? And, and I, and I'm okay with that. So I'm okay with the journey, you know, um, I just, I think I'm thankful that my kids, um, my two older boys, you know, know about this and they're on the right path with their relationships and communicating. Um, and my daughter, um, I'm trying to teach her, <laughs> you know, like what it means to love yourself and what it means to walk away from things or from people or showing her like when somebody says things, their, their words have to align with their actions you know, you, people can say anything they want, but it's how they treat you. And, and if they're following up with their, you know, with their actions and, and, you know, I think being able to model that for my kids, um, it's hard, but I feel proud because, um, because I didn't have that growing up, you know, and having, to learn these so late in life, you know, like your parents are your, your, you know, your first teachers. Right. And I really believe like my parents didn't equip me for life. <laughs> they were like, just go, you know, they, they didn't teach me about love, about loving myself, about failures, about, self-esteem and and to me those are so important in your life you know it, it's everything about how you feel about yourself you know and um I just you know I I, I feel fortunate uh, it's never too late right <laughs> you know it's not never too so. late and that's why there's a whole therapeutic approach which we talked about <laughs> self-reparenting because yes. it acknowledges the fact that so many of us humans did not get the parenting that we needed, right? That we mm -hmm. had to form this whole therapeutic, you know, approach to help even helping people in this way. Um, cause unfortunately you're right. Like, and I've talked about this with other people where we're just not equipped. So many of us are not equipped with these skills. We're not equipped with these skills. Right. Um, so anyways, it's amazing, Alicia, that you're even learning about this, that you even care to seek out this knowledge and improve your life and improve the life of your, uh, lives of your kids, you know, by modeling this behavior. So that in itself is a huge pen on the back, like huge. It really is. Thank you. I think that, you know, this type of work really needs to be taught in school like you know they used to do like home ec and auto and I think those are great too you know balancing a checkbook I, all those but I think learning about attachment uh, and other things too you know just learning about self is very important for kids to learn you know um because it's just it it's just like a it will take them so far and, and again it will help them understand you know why they are the way they are you know, and, and it could maybe, you know, put them on a journey. And it, and when you start young, life is so much easier. Like, you know, like if you do the work in your twenties, you do that inner work or twenties or even your early thirties. I mean, all the, the pain, I think you could, you know, prevent, you know, it, for yourself and for others, you know, um, 
not staying in relationships longer than you need to, or, you know, um, I wish that they did, you know, have a class or just, you know, a semester in it, you know, like a requirement, you know, Yeah, it should be. I think I took like a life skills class. I think it was mm-hmm. senior year, junior year of high school. And it was the first class where I learned about some psychology, like just a mm-hmm. little bit of psychology. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I wish mm-hmm. more teachers, more classes taught this stuff. Um, so yeah, you're, I think it would be so transformational if this stuff was taught in school so that we can have some type of guidance as to what we're experiencing. Cause it's a lot of shit. It's oh yeah. Shit. It really is. <laughs> it is. And you know, like a lot of people like, you know, that I've come across, they're like, ah, oh, my, my childhood was, I had a great childhood and you know, and that's great, but I'm a firm believer in like, no matter how great your childhood was you know our parents all our parents messed us up to a certain degree right like they transferred their insecurities and all their shit onto us right and it's you know and we're going to do the same to our kids if we're not aware of them and 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 that you know i mean when you're a young parent you know you don't understand all that stuff you don't even know about it and i think about like when i had my first kid at 25 you know, I feel bad for my son. He's the oldest. And, he, you know, I looking back, I think, my God, you know, like, I didn't know anything like I had a, you know, the, the, the way I disciplined, you know, it just it was, it was what I knew. And, and I feel bad about things, you know, in his childhood, but, you know, he brought it to my attention um, a few times. He's like, you know, mama, um, you did the best you could with what you had, with the skill set, and coming from the parents that you came from. You know, he's like, you did the best you could. And then him saying that to me, you know, was like, man, I didn't do that bad if he could actually see that. You know, I gave him something, you know, his dad and I both gave him something, you know, um, he's wise beyond his years. And all of my children, I feel, have um, have been my greatest teachers, you know, and each one of them have has healed a part of me in yeah. their own way, you know. Um, and I think, you know, a lot more for my daughter because, um, you know, raising a daughter is way different than raising sons. And I feel because I didn't have a strong role model um, growing up, I feared, you know, messing her up, not, you know, I didn't have great self-esteem or, you know, I self-worth any of that. So I didn't want her growing up the way I did with all the pain, you know, that, that I felt through all of my years, I still feel it. I, you know, I still feel the unworthiness, (laughs) you know, and, um, not being enough. And I just did not want her to grow up like that. Um, and I was very scared to be a mom to a daughter, you know, I was scared of the failure, you know. Um, but I do, you know, I do see that she, she's got good self-esteem, you know, she's able to look in the mirror and her jeans and be like, oh, I look good. And that is like, so 
rewarding, you know, to, to be able to hear her say that with confidence, you know, and knowing that, that, you know, her saying that about herself is so much bigger than just that, you know, just that what she said, it's like that attitude and that, that is going to carry her through life. And it's going to help her, you know, make good decisions when it comes to relationships and not always, but, you know, for the most part, you know, jobs, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And Elisa, it's like, when you, when you say that too, it just makes me think of, you know, there's one thing to be sheltered as a, as a kid, right? Like, of course, as parents, we want to make sure that our kids are protected, ideally, that they're protected and they don't have to experience this pain and know the turmoil that we go through. But there's something so profound and rich about seeing your parent and like seeing how they experience this full spectrum of emotions, yet Mm -hmm. being able to kind of be transparent and, and communicate with their kids about, wow, this is what I'm feeling. And this is what I'm going through. And, you know, this is how you navigate the, these experiences and it's not perfect, but we do the best we can. And like, that is real stuff. That's real. Honestly, it, it's, it's, it's valuable information to, to carry into our lives. Like my mom, for instance, she was very transparent, very emotional mother wasn't the best in terms of communicating to us like you know what she was experiencing and things like that but to see her in this raw like this rawness that she was it was valuable for me it was why it's why I'm doing what I'm doing because Mm -hmm. it taught me so much about humans it taught me so much about life and love was it painful yes but you know, luckily I, I, I took that knowledge and I wanted to learn more about it and how to actually experience it in a healthy way. Um, but anyways, it's, I love what you're doing with your kids and, you know, you are offering so much more than you think you are. And it, again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just being transparent with them. Right. And, you know, what's happening. So they know. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the, the other night she, she set me up. Uh, she was like, you know, let's name five things about each other that are true. I'll go first. And I was like, oh, okay, go ahead, Sophia. She's like, you're emotionally damaged. And I was like, oh my God, like when, where the hell did you learn that phrase? You know? And then, you know, I thought about it and my first re- res- my initial response in my head was like, you're emotionally damaged. Like, <laughs> you know, But then, you know, I thought about it and I wanted to reply to her, you know, something, you know, something that made sense in her world, you know, Um, because it's not true. Like, you know, she sees what I'm going through with her dad and she does see me cry and, you know, but she also sees me getting up every day and going and doing things. So I told her, you know, I said, you know, Sophia, I am not emotionally damaged. I said, I am sad. And I am in pain, but that doesn't make me emotionally damaged, you know, and I just thought it was important, you know, for her to know that, you Mm -hmm. know, because that's, you know, she's going to go around thinking, oh, like, just because this happens, people are emotionally damaged. And I don't want her to, to think that because, well, it's not true. I'm hurt. Yes, I am hurt. (laughs) And, um, and this has changed my life dramatically. Um, but you know, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going on each day, 
as hard as it is and sometimes not wanting to, you know, so I just wanted her to, um, to know that, you know, and good for you, Alicia, for (laughs) reframing that by the way, because it is easy to be like, Oh my God, am I emotionally damaged? My child is calling me this. It must be this. Right. But you, I mean, we talked about boundaries. You just, you set emotional and mental boundaries by reframing that and saying, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm just experiencing these difficult emotions. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's an experience that I'm having. Doesn't mean I'm damaged. Mm-hmm. So good right, job. Right. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. <laughs> I know. I, you know, I didn't even think about it as being a boundary, but yes, I mean, boundaries are very hard. Um, and, and, you know, just for like, I think, um, for anxious attachment, boundaries are super hard, you know, they're people pleasers. And, you know, so that I also, I think going back to your first question, um, is like, that was a huge thing trying to, you know, work out in my life is like knowing when to say yes, knowing when to say no. And as you put it, like you cannot have rigid boundaries. You cannot have, you know, like easy boundaries. Yeah. Loose boundaries. They have to be flexible and trying to do that. I mean, because all your life, you know, like, um, the way I was raised, you know, with my parents because they were drug addicts, you know, there were no boundaries. Right. So I had no idea. And I was such a great enabler (laughs) my whole life and, you know, and codependent. So, you know, trying to implement those in my life, that is a big challenge. Healthy boundaries is a big challenge for me. I mean, you know, so um, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. No boundaries is huge. You're right. Especially for those that have the anxious attachments, because we did, there was a lot of enmeshment growing up, Mm -hmm. a lot of enmeshment, a lot of codependency. So we weren't taught again, it's a skill. We weren't taught how to set healthy boundaries you know, what, what are my feelings? What are your feelings? Um, right. What are my opinions? What are your opinions? There just wasn't that distinction, unfortunately. Right. And setting boundaries for me is super uncomfortable. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Like it just, it makes it like, you know, as I explained to you earlier, it's like, you know, just by nature, who I am is like, I like to help people. And, and, you know, and when I feel like, I can't help them for whatever reason. I don't feel like I'm being true to who I am. Um, But as you said, checking in with yourself, well, maybe you don't have to go, you know, meet that person all the way where they need you to meet, they need you to be met at, but maybe you can go halfway. And that's understanding this is all I have to give right now. Right. And, and this is, you know, and that's it. And, and I, I feel good about that. Like, I don't have to like overextend myself um, and knowing like, you know, checking in and saying, well, you know, is this, you know, so-and-so needs me for this. Can I do this? Am I emotionally capable of doing this right now? You know, am I, I don't want to be able, I don't want to take on other people's emotions and wear them all day long. And that's a boundary too. Like, oh, just kind of letting it go. So being able to do that, you know, is, is very challenging, you know, but feels good after the fact, you know, cause it's an accomplishment, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. Yes. For the listeners here, we had a little talk (laughs) before we hit record. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because you're right. You were saying, you know, that you wanted to help and it felt, it didn't feel good not helping in the way that you wanted to, but with boundaries, it's understanding that, okay, as an anxious attachment or as any human being, you have certain strengths, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, you can give those strengths to people. You can share those resources with people. However, you want to make sure that you are thinking about yourself in the process. So you're not overextending. So you're not neglecting Mm -hmm. yourself in the process. You are doing what you can, but you're setting some healthy boundaries around that. Um, yeah. So that's such a good, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because boundaries is really, really challenging for a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Alicia, what, um, my last question for you, mm-hmm. even though I want to ask you so many other things because every, I'm like taking mental notes on everything that you're talking about, but if you can share with our listeners, like what are just a couple of tools that you um, just learned through the process that have kind of been helping you through this experience? What are some tools that you have found really valuable? Um, definitely the checking in, mm-hmm. checking in with myself. Um, I'm not as diligent about it as I know you asked me to be like setting timers and stuff, but you know, it's, that was really rigid, by it's the way. Not, oh, well, it's not always realistic. It really isn't, but okay. Yeah. So, that, excuse me. Um, but I also felt um, when we touched on the uh, feminine and masculine wounded, <clears throat> excuse me, not realizing like, you know, like you said, when you talk in that voice, like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Or, you know, I mean, that is, you're tapping into your masculine, right? And, you know, that has actually like helped me to, to get things done, you know, whether it's at work or, you know, like, I don't say to myself, like, suck it up, but I'm like, you know, you can do this because you pointed out to me that like, you know, men don't operate in the world like we do, like women, like, you know, we're always like, oh, should I do it? I mean, for the most part, you know, but men are like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, and I want to embody some of that. And I still want to be my feminine self, right? I want to be my caring, nurturing, loving, you know, um, self. But I think finding that balance is is amazing. You know, it it makes you a well-rounded individual, you know, and I think it's helped me conquer some of my fear, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I'm just not the kind of person that was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm not a risk taker. I played everything safe growing up. Um, But it's helped me to like, it's put a fire under me, you know, to be able to tap into my masculine, you know, it doesn't, I don't think I, you know, take a lot of shit. Like I I'm speaking up more you know, um, respectfully in certain situations, but like, I don't, you know, I don't need to be a quiet, you know, woman who just takes everything from everybody. I've done that my entire life, you know, um, and that is to me being secure, you know, not being afraid to speak up and not, um, you know, but I, you know, I, I, like I said, I do things respectfully, you know, because I don't want to, I'm not, 
I don't like hurting people, you know, that's not on my agenda, you know? So yeah, those um, two things have really like stood out to me a lot. Beautiful. And for those of you that um, haven't really heard this concept of the feminine masculine, um, you know, essentially all of us humans have feminine and masculine energy to us. Um, It kind of like the ratio varies. Um, But when we do self-reparenting work, it's about really embodying that empowered masculine and the empowered feminine. So we have both within us and both have very different energies, right? Like the masculine is the masculine in us. We can see it as being very assertive and action oriented and, you know, disciplinary and structured. Whereas the feminine within us, think of that like ideal mother, right? Is nurturing and loving and unconditional love um, and supportive in that way. So when we can harness those, both of those energies, we realize, wow, I can do anything, right? Like I can really support myself in these ways. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you said, Alicia, like, you know, coming onto this podcast, that was really (laughs) for you. It was scary, which I get. But you, you know, in the beginning of the, you know, when we first started talking before this call, you said, you know, I just embodied my masculine. I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Like there's a fire behind it. I'm going to take action. Mm -hmm. Do it. And you did. And here we are. It's almost done. Yeah, but it's like, why not? I mean, what's the worst that could happen? And I think, well, I mean, my mind, those narratives, you know, in my head, um, you know, can talk me out of anything, right? So it's just kind of like being able to, to push that out, you know, uh, and, you know, what's, you know, I mean, my hope is that, you know, being on here, you know, even if it helps one person, you know, like, it resonates with one person or someone gets one little thing from it. Um, I don't know. That to me is like, would be amazing in, in itself. You know, it's not going to be for everybody, but um, it might touch somebody out there that, um, that, that may need to hear something, you know? I mean, just like, you know, when I listen to, you know, your guys's, your podcast, you know, um, I always have a takeaway, you know, and, and I feel very grateful you know, that, that you have your, your podcast show and, and um, you're educating people and, Mm -hmm. and that's what we need. We need to be educated and, um, and understood. I think we all want to be, you know, understood. So. Well, thank you so much again for coming on here and (laughs) sharing your wisdom with us. I know that I am a hundred percent positive that more than one person is going to find valuable, but, um, yeah, I know that this, you know, was a big step for you. So I really appreciate it. And I'm proud of you and uh, yeah, just looking forward to everything that you're going to, you know, accomplish and, and grow from in your life. And yeah, thank you so much again, Alicia. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode and don't forget to claim $300 off the My Secure Self e-course as this offer will be ending very soon. The link and code are in the show notes. And if you prefer more one-on-one support, you can learn about my one-on-one attachment coaching program at jessicadesilvacoaching.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.